Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. A show so bad that if Al Gore knew this is what the internet would be used for, he would have never invented it. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode one, the premiere, the numero uno volume of the Pipes Magazine radio show, brought to you from the smoke-filled recording studio built here at my office just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm your host, Brian Levine, for what will be our weekly foray into the world of pipes, pipe tobacco, and all things that we enjoy, a sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, hopefully always entertaining weekly 45-minute respite of fun, joy, laughs, and information. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. But I am seriously excited about this first episode of the show, the premiere one. Today's show, going to set the format for what we do on the show each week, going to tell you a little bit about why I wanted to do the show. We'll get into a little bit of uh, who I am. And I want to talk to everyone about uh, pipe shows, pipe shows and pipe clubs. So got a lot to get through. Going to have a little bit of fun. Might even drop a blue word here once in a while. So I'll warn you right now, hell, it's a pipe show. It's about pipes and pipe tobacco. So hide the kids, hide the sensitive ears. Here we go with a little bit of fun to get the things rolling. A little blast from the past. According to a recent nationwide survey, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. Three leading independent research organizations asked this question of 113,597 doctors. What cigarette do you smoke, doctor? The brand name most was Camel. Now, you probably enjoy rich, full flavor and cool mildness in a cigarette just as much as doctors do. And that's why, if you're not a Camel smoker now, try a Camel on your T-zone. That's T for taste and T for throat. Your true proving ground for any cigarette. See if Camel's rich flavor of superbly blended choice tobaccos isn't extra delightful to your taste. See if Camel's cool mildness isn't in harmony with your throat. See if you too don't say Camel's suit my T-zone to a T. I love those old radio commercials. Man, I didn't know they called it a T-zone back then. Anyway, we here at uh, the Pipes Magazine radio show got a great list of sponsors that help support the website that help keep everything going on there i want to make sure and point out an extra special thanks to fournoggins.com a full service online tobacconist with custom blended tobaccos great selection of pipes full line of accessories and altatus usa manufacturers of many 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 quality blends that are available in tin and bulk Right down the road from me in Richmond, Virginia, Altatus USA and Fournoggins.com. Want to give them a big shout out. Thank you for helping us get this show off the ground. Make sure and check out all the sponsors on the website at PipesMagazine.com. So, why do I want to do a weekly old time radio talk entertainment style show and Dedicate it purely to pipes and pipe tobacco. Uh, well, first of all, not only am I in the business, I'm 
a hobbyist. I'm a smoker. I'm a pipe guy just like the rest of us. And for years, I would check in on YouTube. I would check in on the forums. I would see what was going on out in the social media world. And I really got just tired of seeing a guy driving down the road in his pickup truck going, Hello, YouTubers. It's been a while since I posted a video, so I thought I'd put this video up. I'm just driving to work. Um, anyway, I thought it would be a chance for me to take my inside the industry and inside the hobby spin and put it towards what I hope will be a good quality weekly broadcast. Kevin Godby at Pipes Magazine approached me about the idea, and I'd never really thought of doing it as a podcast or a broadcast idea. I thought about doing a YouTube channel or something similar to that, but many of my friends have told me I have the perfect face for radio, and I've been known to be a little bit witty, a little uh, sarcastic, a little uh, sharp-tongued. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. And I'm not afraid to poke a little bit of fun even at myself. I am humble, not overly smart, but I am the leading expert on my opinion, and you're welcome to it. So, in just a minute, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about me. I'll interview myself and tell you a little bit about my background so that everybody's familiar with me. I also want to make a quick thank you out there to all the other site sponsors at PipesMagazine.com. That's Al Pasha, B&B Tobacco, Cornell & Deal, Cup of Joe's, Danish Pipe Shop, Luciano Pipes, McQueen Pipes, Missouri Meersham, MKE Law Pipes, Mr. Brog Pipes, PipesToSmoke.com, PipesAndCigars.com, PipeTobacco.com, Radice Pipes, Savinelli Pipes, Seattle Pipe Club Blends, SmokingPipes.com, Storient Meershams, and The Briar Pipe. All great companies all spending their money to help keep PipesMagazine.com full of fresh new information and keeping that forum going. Alright, let's start off with me. Uh, I was born and raised in California. Grew up in the Golden State, have left twice, and I don't plan on going back. My uh, interest in pipes and cigars got started when I was living in Las Vegas. Remember, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Ah! <laughs> Except for herpes. That shit will come back with you. I got my first real pipe while I was working at a local smoke shop in Las Vegas. It was a Bjarn rusticated bent apple with a silver band on it. Uh, the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, manager of the smoke shop thought that I should know how to smoke a pipe. And since we sold them, he gave me a pipe to start off with. That was my first real pipe. From there, I uh, went to work at the Dunhill store at the Forum Shops in Beverly Hills, was given my first Dunhill pipe by Richard Dunhill, who came into town for the opening of the store. I was one of the few smokers and the only one that worked there that had any experience with pipe smoking before, and Richard wanted to make sure that I understood the qualities of a proper Dunhill smoking pipe. So, my first Dunhill pipe was given to me by Richard Dunhill. Uh, from the forum shops in Las Vegas, we go back to California where I was again at the Dunhill store on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills. 
great old store, lots of history there, lots of celebrities in and out, still had Milton Berle's private locker up on the wall, uh, just a ton of history, ton of custom blends for celebrities over the years and for people, for the residents of Beverly Hills. While working there, I started working on the wholesale side for a little company called Hulk O'Rourke in Chatsworth, California. This was uh, early 1998, and anybody familiar with Chatsworth, California, it was the adult film capital of the world at that point. 75% of all adult films were shot and produced in the Chatsworth area. Quite an interesting mix. Bunch of businesses and then the adult film industry. So trips to Carl's Jr. for lunch. Never knew what you were going to see in there. Anyway, um, Holco was the importer for uh, Costello, Peterson, GBD, Joby, Camoys, BC from France. We had a couple of smaller brands. We had a large selection of pipes. We were also the importer of world tobacco pipe tobacco and peter stokeby uh got in got a real good real round background on pipes at that point they let me go into the back of the warehouse and go into the scratch and dent or the the customer return bins and pick out whatever pipes i wanted to try so i quickly went from having four or five pipes in my collection to having about 30 pipes Really got to understand what uh, what was the, what was the difference between an Italian pipe, a French-made pipe, a British factory pipe. Uh, got to try a bunch of really good pipes. None of them were really too pretty, but I still have a couple of those old Costellos in my uh, rotation. Uh, thank you, producer AJ, for reminding me of that. Uh, also got really familiar with the Peter Stokeby tobaccos. Stokeby was, uh, we were importing and distributing for them, and that's when I first met Peter Stokeby. Holco went through a series of mergers in the uh, late 90s and ended up becoming part of Altadis. Altadis, as a large international company, was not interested in importing anybody else's products. They were interested in selling stuff that they made, their own cigars, their own pipe tobaccos. So I get a phone call from Eric Stokeby. He uh, got the parent company, Orlick Tobacco, in Denmark to agree to open up a U.S. office for Peter Stokeby International, where we were going to be importing uh, pipe tobacco and roll-your-own cigarette tobacco. Eric asked me if I'd ever been to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I said, no, I have no idea what North Carolina's like. Asked me if I'd be willing to come down and be the pipe tobacco guy in the office. And next thing you know, we're packed up, moving the truck down to the Carolinas. Been here 12 years now. Love every minute of it. Wouldn't change a thing. Uh, from six years of working for Peter Stokeby, where I got a chance to learn how to blend tobacco, uh, learned all about the processing of pipe tobacco, learned a little bit about blending roll-your-own tobacco. So if anybody ever wants to talk to me about hand-rolled cigarette tobacco and the difference between that and a factory-made cigarette, love to love to sit down with you and show you and talk to you about that as well. 
many of the blends that I got a chance to play around with. I was involved in the uh, creation of, I guess, my biggest success was Stokeby's Proper English, which is still a uh, very big seller for them. Personally, not one of my favorites, but I'll go into that at another date. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back after the break, I'll talk a little bit more about my career, my background. And then later on, don't forget pipe shows. And I got a little jewel at the end of the show for you, so hang in there with me. A crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. All right, I lied. I just needed to get a drink of water or something. Uh, After working for... Peter Stokeby for almost six years. I was hired by what was then the RTDA and now the IPCPR. I was the director of sales and marketing, which basically meant anybody that wanted to exhibit at the show, I was responsible responsible for making sure that they were happy with us and making sure that we got <clears throat> all their money or as much money as possible. I got to know a lot of guys in the cigar industry, got a chance to smoke a lot of different cigars. I'd Smoke cigars on and off all my all my adult life, but now I was on the inside of it. Also got a chance to get to know a lot of the uh, pipe suppliers. Really enjoyed that time. However, the job became politically uh, un- uh, became a an unaffordable luxury due to the S chip tax situation that was coming down the road at the cigar industry. If you remember, a 50 cents per cigar tax went on all cigars for the State Children's Health Initiative. So, spent about a year outside of the industry. Uh, Managed to get to a couple of pipe shows during the year. Spent a lot of time at my local smoke shop. Was uh, lucky enough to be offered to come to work at to smokingpipes.com where I was the general manager I was there for just over a year uh, got a chance to get my hands on just some incredible pipes and see thousands of pipes come through the building really got to understand what it is that makes a high grade or an artisan pipe so special got a chance to see a ton of factory pipes too Lots of Petersons, Savinelli's, Stanwells coming through the fact, coming through the the office there. Got a chance to. It was really the first time when I got a chance to understand the estate pipe market and to really see the quality work that the English factories were making, the pipes that they were making back in the twenties and thirties. I'm just incredible older pieces. Loved looking at estate pipes. You'd never know what would come in in an estate batch, and I'd look at anywhere between 150 to 200 estate pipes a week. I got a chance to play around with those pipes, and what a big opportunity for pipe education. Uh, From smokingpipes.com, it brings me to where I am right now in the offices of Brigham USA. I'm the national sales manager for Brigham, so that means that I'm responsible for sales and distribution of all of our Brigham products throughout the United States, and I also handle a couple of the foreign countries, China, Japan, South Korea, uh, Central America. 
So again, I'm back on the wholesale side. My days vary. Sometimes, some days I might be out on the road working with a sales rep. I might be out on the road by myself, or I could be here in the office all day doing like what I did a couple days ago. We got a shipment in of about 600 pipes, came in, got to check them in and look at each one of those pipes. And thank you, producer AJ. Uh, what did you want to say? Yes, producer AJ, you do a lot of the shipping and the receiving yourself. So, no, it's not me all by myself. Uh, producer AJ is also our my uh, part-time warehouse staff here. Um, the rest of the time, you might find me on the road. You never know where I am. Anyway, now you're up to speed on me, work-wise. Uh, personally, been married for 22 years, two kids. Son's in his third year of college at Appalachian State. Go Mountaineers. Uh, daughter is uh, 10th grade, high school. Spent a lot of time. She's involved in the marching band. In my free time, I uh, like to watch a lot of movies. Gotten a following NASCAR. Right in the heart of it here in the uh, Charlotte area. Get to as many races as I can. Spend as much time as possible out at the shooting range. Uh Music's always been a uh, passion of mine. I enjoy traveling. I do a lot of it for business, but recently I got a chance to take a long weekend and get to New Orleans. I uh, had been in New Orleans five or six times for trade shows or for sales stuff, but never really been down there just to explore and get out and walk around and see the sights. So we took a long weekend Went down to New Orleans, just me, the wife, and my daughter. We wanted to listen to a lot of music. We wanted to eat food, get a chance to see some of the uh, historic sites that I'd never gotten a chance to go to. Walked around in a uh, cemetery, one of the above-ground cemeteries right in, right in the heart of the French Quarter. And let me tell you, walking around New Orleans, it was hot. Weather out there today is hot and shitty, with continued hot and shitty in the afternoon. Tomorrow, a chance of continued crappy with a pissy weather front coming down from the north. So, yeah, it was a little warm, and it goes without saying that we found a lot of places to sit down, relax, have a cold drink. Uh, one of the places we found was an outdoor market cafe. I don't know what you want to call it. Food was good. Drinks were really good. There was a jazz band there called the New Orleans Jazz Cats 2. And I had a great time listening to the guys. They were also selling a CD. So I'm going to play you one little track off of it called Louisiana Fairy Tales. Take it away, guys.
had a we had a really good time that long weekend. Found New Orleans to be relatively smoking friendly. Every outdoor cafe, uh, all the little sidewalk uh, coffee shops, even some of the bars that had patios were very smoking friendly outdoors. Of course, you can't smoke indoors, but it's New Orleans. Uh, if you get a chance, get down there. Wouldn't go in the middle of the summer like we did, but get down there anyway. All right. Pipe shows. If you haven't been to a pipe show, let me try to explain to you what a pipe show is. A pipe show is a two-day, one-day gathering of like-minded pipe enthusiasts. I'm sure you've seen pictures of them on the forums. I'm sure you've seen videos on them from YouTube. Pipe shows are a gathering of all of us pipe brethren. We bring our pipes, we talk pipes, we show pipes. There are pipes for sale. There's tobaccos for sale, tobaccos to sample. It's a great weekend getaway. If you haven't been to a pipe show yet, you are absolutely missing out on not only a great time, but a great way to learn about our hobby to talk to other hobbyists, to talk to pipe makers, to, to, to get a chance to sit down with tobacco blenders and discuss what it is in their tobaccos that you like, what you might be looking for. Sampling of tobaccos. I get a big enjoyment out of looking at other people that are just displaying their pipe collection. Now, pipe collections don't have to be a grand collection of ultra super straight grains. Uh, many of you know that I have a collection of Disney and uh, Disney World, Disneyland, Tabacchiana that includes pipes and cigars, ashtrays, lighters, matches. My collection has been shown at many shows. Just depends on if I have enough time really to take it out and set it up. But there's all kinds of pipe collections. I've seen wonderful Sheraton displays, incredible uh, barling displays, tons of large pipes. It's just a great chance for you to get out, get to see what some of these pipes are that you may never get a chance to lay your hands on in person. I get irritated and sometimes yeah, downright pissed off at people that say, well, I can't afford the four hours, uh, the four hour drive or the gas or whatever. Let me tell you right now, there are several pipe shows. The big one is the Chicagoland uh, pipe show that's held in May in St. Charles, Illinois, about uh, 35, 40 miles from downtown Chicago. That's a four, five-day-long event. It is intense. It's four or five long days of pipe makers from all over the world, pipe distributors from all over the world, pipe dealers from all over the world. It's a big gathering. It's a long four or five days, 300 eight-foot tables full of pipes on Saturday and Sunday. The nights at a pipe show and this goes for most of them, the nights at a pipe show are wandering the halls in the hotel, meeting people, going into rooms that are opened up as hospitality suites, sampling all kinds of food and drink, 
all kinds of libations are all around the pipe shows. The sampling of vintage tobaccos. You might walk around the corner and there's a guy that's popped open a 30-year-old can of Balkan Sobrani offering people a bowl full. Uh, this is this happens at every one of these pipe shows. The other ones, and all this information is listed on pipesmagazine.com in the events uh, in the events page. But St. Louis in February. Uh, let's see if I don't miss one. Uh, Raleigh in April. Uh, Chicago's in May. Kansas City is usually in June. The NASPC Columbus Pipe Show is a one-day event in the end of the end of August. Richmond, the longest-running pipe show of all, is the first weekend in October in Richmond, Virginia. The West Coast Pipe Show in Las Vegas at the Palace Station Hotel, where I'm very familiar with Las Vegas, uh, and what goes on in Vegas, does follow you home. My daughter was born there, and everywhere we've moved, she's come with us. But anyway, the Las Vegas Pipe Show is a great two-day event. The New York Pipe Club has one or two shows a year in Newark, New Jersey, usually, I believe, in March and then again in December. These are events that you'll learn so much and see so much and meet and here, so many different ideas. My personal pipe smoking method is a combination of three different people's techniques, and I got two of those ideas at pipe shows. Had I not gone to the pipe shows, I probably would have never heard those. I might have got there eventually, but my point is you can afford to go to a pipe show. You will save a ton of money by learning from other people their mistakes, learning from other people what they enjoy, listening to them, and just being around all the other pipe smokers. You'll learn what kind of, if you're into the artisan pipe makers, you'll get a chance to meet them and find out what makes their pipes special. My point is, make sure and get to a pipe show. If you can't get to a pipe show, I want everyone to... Do their best to get to a pipe club. Form a pipe club in your area. I don't care if it's four or five guys, whatever it is. If it's three or four people and you start meeting and then you tell friends, find a, find a location to meet in your area, set a time to meet once a month, just get together for the couple hours of camaraderie. The memories that I have from pipe shows, in fact, maybe that could be a permanent segment for upcoming episodes of Pipe Show Memories, those are some of the best times I've ever had. We as pipe smokers tend to spend most of our time smoking our pipes alone, sitting with a good book. I enjoy listening to music or sitting down in my reclining chair and watching a movie with a, with a pipe. The pipe shows are the one time out of the year where you get a chance to get together and do it with people that have the same idea as you, the same passions as you do. So, with that being said, there's no way you can't afford to travel for a day, spend two nights in a hotel, pay for a couple of meals. Don't come to the pipe show with the idea that you're going to buy a lot of pipes. 
come to the pipe show with the idea that you're going to gain a lot of information, that you're going to meet a lot of people, you're going to create new friendships, you're going to get to try some new stuff, see some new stuff. Think of it as going to a museum, although a lot of the pipe dealers at a pipe show hate that thought because they want to sell pipes, but I want you to get out, get out of your house, get to one of these pipe shows, figure out a way to take a train, take a bus, drive, whatever it is. If you don't have a reliable car, rent a car. There's a ton of deals out there right now. Get to one of the pipe shows, spend the night there, enjoy the camaraderie. I hope to see you, Adam. I go to every pipe show with my job. That's one of my benefits. It's also one of the drawbacks because I get to see a ton of pipes and I just can't own them all. I know it's not possible to do, but I would love to try it. I can't afford to own them all. Let me sum it up by saying, if you don't go to a pipe show, you're missing out a whole lot. If you can form a pipe club and gather and gather together as fellow pipers, do that as well. We'll be back to the show in just a moment, but now, random, random thoughts, thoughts or what the f*** is he thinking? Now that the weather's cooling down and fall is definitely in the air, we're heading outside to smoke our pipes, smoke our cigars out on the front porch, out at the cafes. I've often wondered why is it that autumn or fall is the only season that has two names? Well, I know the answer. The autumnal equinox is obviously, obviously where autumn came from. The vernal equinox is spring. However, it just wouldn't sound good to hear a baseball announcer say, It's a lovely vern day at the ballpark. So spring has one name. See, I told you. And now back to our show. To finish up about me, let me talk about my own pipes, my own pipe tobacco. I was real lucky. I found about six years ago, I found my one favorite blend, my Arcadia. I'm not going to tell you what it is because I want you to go on your own personal path of discovery. I don't want to influence you anyway. I happen to be a person that has one blend that I smoke predominantly, and then I pitch in a couple other blends, same style, basic Virginia, Virginia Periques, depending on the time of the year, but I have one blend that I smoke mainly. I am jealous of some of the guys that say that they have 25 or 30 different tins open and they enjoy multiple different styles. I just don't do English at all, and I'm very rarely will I smoke an aromatic. My personal pipes, I have two pipe racks. I have a 12-pipe round that I keep filled with pipe cleaners in the middle of it. And then I've got a 36-pipe rack. Ma'am, in the leopard dress, you have an amazing rack. <laughs> Get off the sidewalk! So my normal smoking rotation is 48 pipes. Those pipes range from a couple of my Disney pipes, which are essentially basket pipes or board pipes, all the way up to some of the finest handmade artisan pipes. I've got a handful of older English factory stuff that I bought as estates. I've got a handful of my Italian pipes that I still have held on to all this time, and I don't see getting rid of them. So my pipe tastes range from small to large, straight to bent. I'm all over the board, and I enjoy each pipe for, for a specific reason. My pipe collection, though, is a movable feast. 
I don't really ever want to have more than 48 in my rack. The Disney pipes are the only ones I collect and keep. So every once in a while, I'll look at my pipe rack, and if a pipe hasn't been smoked in a while, I'll pull it down, smoke it, and if it just doesn't do the job for me anymore, I'll take it to a pipe show and trade it off or sell it and buy something to replace it. I do have a few pipes that have been with me for an awful long time, and I never plan on getting rid of them, but my pipe collection is always in flux, always changing. With that being said, I also want to make sure and let you know I'm not really interested in trying your tobacco, so please don't send me tobacco blends to try. I spent a lot of time taste testing tobaccos, and I really don't look forward to doing that. When something comes on the market and I think it might pique my attention, I'll go out and get it myself. Pipe makers, pipe companies... Please feel free to send me a free pipe. I kind of lean towards the Levat with a saddle bit as a good starter pipe. I like small, medium, and large pipes and all. I can't guarantee you that I'm going to smoke them or talk about them on the air, but you know, I never turn away a free pipe. And hell, I'm a guy on a budget with a wife who thinks each pipe ought to cost 20 bucks. I want to say a big thank you to all the site sponsors at PipesMagazine.com. If you are interested in being a sponsor of this radio show in particular, please contact Kevin Godby at PipesMagazine.com. For all you listeners, without those sponsors, we can't keep the website going, can't keep all those fresh articles, and can't get this radio show up off the ground. So please give them all your best. We sure appreciate everything they do. For those of you that enjoyed the show, please let me know it on the pipes magazine forum where there'll be a special section set up just for the radio show for comments questions suggestions anything that any idea that pops into your head i want to hear them all i want to see them all if you didn't like the show feel free to put it in there but i may not listen to you for me personally find me on facebook got a facebook page under my own name I keep it fairly up to date with all the family stuff going on. You'll see where my travels lead me. Uh, some business stuff is on there as well. And there's a link to the Disney Tobacchiana Collection fan page on my Facebook page so you can see my entire pipe collection right there. Cowboy. Cowboy. Alright, I want to thank you for hanging in with me. The show's almost done, but before the end of each show, what I want to do is I want to unload something off my chest. Whatever it is, an observation, something that happened to me. Call it a rave, I'm going to call it a rant. This past November, I found out I was going on a group cruise. We were going out aboard the Princess Cruise Line's Ruby Ship. Well, in November, I called Princess Cruise Lines to find out what their smoking policy is. They said, as of now, we don't have a smoking policy. However, we do have a press release that says that we are enacting a new smoking limited or restricted smoking area policy on all cruises departing after January 15th. Note, I said after January 15th. My cruise was departing on January 15th, so I'm talking to the guy on the phone, and we're both reading this press release. He's got it in front of him on a computer. I'm looking at it online. And we both decide that that means that after January 15th means that my cruise on January 15th, no problems. Still be under the, uh, under the previous smoking guidelines. 
which means that I'll be able to smoke in my on my balcony or in my cabin if I have a smoking cabin and there'll be plenty of smoking areas around standard restrictions though you know not in the restaurants not in the showrooms no big deal get down to Florida on January 15th in the morning and we get on the ship I get onto the balcony and I light up and next thing they start announcing Princess Cruise Lines is now a smoke-free cruise ship except for smoking under our new policy in they were going to have a section of deck 15 right by the pool the back of deck 14 the uh, there'd be a smoking area in the disco the casino was open was available for smoking except on the nights when it was going to be smoke free and let's see i think one of the uh, i think the starboard side of deck 7 was towards the back of the ship was also going to have a designated smoking area however cigar and pipe smoking was going to be restricted to the cigar lounge located right off the casino floor and the uh, central piazza of the ship whatever you want to call it i thought this is crazy you got to be kidding me First of all, I'd read the press release prior, so I pull it up on my uh, smartphone and I walk up to the front desk or whatever you want to call it of the cruise ship and I show it to them. This is after departing after January 15th. They apologized to me, said, sorry, according to Princess Cruise Lines, it's starting today. Today is the first day of it. You'll be asked to only smoke in the designated areas. I said, what about my pipes? Well, that's what the cigar lounge is for. So what about the casino or deck 15 by the pool or the back of deck 14? No, those are for cigarettes only. All pipes and cigars will be restricted to the cigar lounge. Really? This is a little crazy, I'm thinking. And I tell the lady at the front desk, even Disney World, where I go frequently, you can smoke a pipe or a cigar in the smoking areas. It's smoking. They don't care if it's a pipe, a cigar, or a cigarette. No, Princess Cruise Lines, according to their guests, have come up with this new smoking restriction. I'm thinking, all right, let me go check out this cigar lounge and see what it's like. Well, it's a nice small room, maybe 16 by 20 feet, and it seats about 12, 14 people comfortably. One end of the room, there's a nice 32 inch tv however there's no windows the only way to see out of this is through the two doors one goes to the central piazza one goes into the casino and those are tinted so there is no way to see out of this room well here i am on the cruise ship which uh, by the way was two days after costa cruises a sister cruise line of princess had run into the country of italy because apparently they forgot it was there uh that's on the 32 inch big screen tv so i'm stuck what do i do i figure after two or three days maybe i'll go up to the second deck or go up to the pool deck and try to smoke my pipe no, they come around and tell me, sorry, sir, this is for cigarette smoking only. Pipes and cigars are not allowed here. Great. Here I go. I'm stuck aboard this ship that might hit a country because the rest of their company doesn't know how to sail. Pipes and cigars only in the cigar lounge. You can't even smoke a pipe or a cigar in the casino where the casino carpet has a box of cigars in the pattern. 
this is just crazy. So I get off the ship. I've had a long seven-day cruise. Was able to smoke my pipes out on a couple of the islands. No problems there. A little windy for a pipe, but still had a good time on the ship. I call Princess Cruise Lines to find to let them know that they basically have uh, screwed themselves out of ever seeing me on their ship again. I tell them that their policy is a little nuts. If you're going to smoke a pipe or a cigar, what does it matter if you're in a smoking section? All smoking sections should be for all kinds of tobacco products. Well, we enacted this policy, and this is what the lady tells me. Follow along with me on this one. The lady tells me that this is a policy that was enacted for the health and welfare of all the guests on board the ship. Okay, got it? Health and welfare of all the guests on board the ship. I'm on that ship for seven days. I see no restrictions when it comes to desserts. In fact, there was a couple of nights where I had two or three. No restrictions when it comes to the bar. If you want to worry about the health and welfare of all your guests, Princess Cruise Lines, if you're listening, here's what you do. You limit the guests to the amount of desserts they can have. Every time you go to buy a drink, you have to use your room key so they know how many drinks you're approximately having. Tell you what, you're really worried about the health and welfare of all your guests? Limit the amount of drinks that they can buy in a day. Oh no, but we can't do that because that would hurt their bottom line. I talked to the lady for 45 minutes on the phone. She says, I'll put this down in my report. I get a phone call back from a guy. I said, listen, if I don't hear back from you guys about how you screwed me on this cruise based off of when I booked it, and keep in mind I didn't really pay for it, but I'm looking for compensation or a change in the policy, I'm never going on your cruise ship again. And you can guarantee me that I'm telling every one of my pipe and cigar smoking friends that Princess Cruise Lines, along with their sister companies, Carnival Cruise Lines, Cunard, uh, Costa Cruises, which is the one that crashed into Italy two days before we went on this cruise, and Seaborn Cruises treat pipe and cigar smokers as third-class citizens. Not only are we not restricted, not free to smoke our pipes and cigars anywhere we want, we can't even smoke them out where the cigarette smokers are. So, Princess Cruise Lines, take a look at my cigar butts, take a look at my pipe bowls, you can kiss them. Well, I feel better now that I got that off my chest. Hey, listen, make sure and check out all the sponsors on the website at PipesMagazine.com, including our friends at Lane Limited. Check out the forum. Leave comments about the show. If you like the show, my name is Brian Levine. I look forward to reading all your comments posted in the new forum at PipesMagazine.com. Any suggestions you might have, any questions that you might have about the show. If you didn't like the show, I'm Gregory Pease. In the meantime, also check me out on Facebook. Next episode, we're going to have a fun interview and more music and more pipe stuff. Until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just 
Sing a song and think about sunny weather. AJ, don't forget to douse that smoking lamp. <laughs>